0: This is James Rolfe, and you're listening to the Canned Air
1: podcast.
2: Suck ass, the angry video game nerd.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of candair a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Carley. I'm Jack Gordy. And I'm Jake Regan. And joining us today from Free Fantasy Comics to talk about his uh, Kickstarter going for The Last Arrival, going till September 20th, Daniel Prim. Thanks so much for being
2: with us, Daniel. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm Dan, and I'm just a guy who writes comics and really just sits around and watch Game of Thrones all day.
3: <laughs> You're in good
1: that.
2: company, then. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. You meet both the criteria for being a cool person in the eyes of Candir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, today on the show, we're going to be first in our retro roundtable talking about This was an interesting topic. The toys that exist today that we wish we had when we were kids. Which is pretty all-encompassing. I mean, it can really be about anything. Not too specific. I think, at least I hope so, because (laughs) I had some trouble with this one. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be fun, nonetheless. Uh, And then in the comic uh, vault, what do you got, Jake? I've got a little something called Weavers. And the thing about this comic is it rules, Mm -hmm. and I love it. And
3: I will elaborate on that when we reach that sequence.
0: I like your reasoning. It's good. It's good. One of the comics we'll be talking about there, and then we're going to turn our full attention over to Daniel and talk about The Last Arrival. But before we do that, Jake.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to share with you some special information, a way to improve your life, happiness, fortune. All you have to do is visit us at our various social networking outlets. What? It's so easy. Check us out on Twitter at CannedAirPod and Instagram at canned underscore air. We've got lots of jokes and fun images and retweets and just good stuff all around wholesome content. tend Uh, to agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Check out our YouTube page, where we've got all kinds of fun videos going up and plenty more on the way. And uh, while you're on Twitter or Instagram, be sure to take a picture of your shadow puppet with the hashtag CanShadow for a chance to win some excellent free comics. Courtesy of What do we got We got Stabbity Bunny We got Max Hunter We got
0: the uh, first few issues Of Stabbity Bunny yeah, Max so. Hunter uh, Trade A and lot of Think-alike productions Mostly we have to think Yeah then we're going to Cut some other stuff In there yeah, too so that would be some awesome. other comics That we've got laying uh, around here, And so. it's free so yeah, for I, taking a picture of a shadow.
3: Come on. Do you do? It's there all the time. This isn't even something you have to create. <laughs> just get a camera.
0: Every contest we do, we try to make it a little easier
1: for people. Eventually, like we're going to be
3: like, you know, just like, hey, have you taken a breath today? <laughs> you Can
1: breath. <laughs> <laughs> make sure they're G-rated shadows, too. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah no, no have dicks have and balls, please.
3: No, please. no bat signaling, please. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see it. yeah, uh, but yeah. the tentacles. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. <laughs> Uh, Do that. Go to YouTube. Visit our website for our special guests and contacts page. Oh, Society6 for our merchandise. There you go. T-shirts, clocks, etc.
0: For those people uh, who are going to Wizard World shows in the near future, uh, I think the next show is in Nashville, September 8th through the 10th. Uh, And then following that is Madison, September 22nd through the 24th. And then Oklahoma, October 27th through the 29th. If you plan on going to these uh, conventions... At time of purchase on wizardworld.com, type canned air, lowercase no space, get yourself a cool 10% off your ticket.
3: That is awesome. Finally, a reason to go to Oklahoma. The state (laughs) must be (laughs) elated.
0: All right, well, with all that behind us, let's just get right into our retro round table. Congrats, bad. Toys that exist today we wish we had when we were younger.
3: If you don't mind, I'd kind of like to take the lead. I was going to
0: say, one. since you suggested this, <laughs> you kick it right yeah, off. There
3: was kind of a specific thought I had that, that sort of blossomed into this whole concept. And that's when I go to the supermarket these days, I am just awed by the scale and scope and like varying levels of power of Nerf guns that are available these oh, days. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez, mm. yeah. Six different kinds of belt-fed, multi-barrel. Ga- you've got top-break over-under shotguns. You've got crossbows. You've got mm-hmm. compound bows. You've got Derringer pistols. It's every form and function available
0: yeah. is utilized. And it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I had this Nerf gun. I got it for Christmas when I was younger. And this thing was a Fucking beast. I mean, it had a handle on the top, it rested on your hip, and then just a huge crank oh, I remember on that. the side. Yeah, and it had yeah. a belt that ran through it, feeding it these arrows with little suction cups. And there's probably about 20 arrows. And it was like the pinnacle Christmas gift. And it was incredible. You can't beat it. I broke that shit before the day was over. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: yeah. So When I, won- I was a kid, we didn't have da- Nerf guns. We had a wooden dowel with a Suction cup stuck to the end of it. <laughs> he got there. <laughs> <laughs> and the last horse crosses the finish.
3: <laughs> but yeah, and they've got something similar to that, I guess, an analogue to that old crank action where it's like it's elect it's electric it's motorized. Oh, no kidding. The belt is like fifty, sixty darts long. It's got a tripod for Christ's sake. I mean this is this is uh, a gun emplacement. You know, this is wow. not, if you are besieged on all sides, this is the thing you whip out <laughs> to even the odds. It's incredible. <laughs> I've seen, I and saw a, a Nerf gun with an underslung grenade launcher that fired a big, it almost looked like a Nerf football. I just, Oof. if I had seen that when I was like five or six, it would have blown my little brain right out the back of my
0: skull and your teeth to the back of your throat. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what what about range? Do you? don't have anymore.
3: I don't know. You can probably launch it six or seven football fields.
2: You know, <laughs> God Lord, take out yeah, your they're sisters. They're doing the ad. same things with the water guns now as well. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're lethal, like motorized and stuff. Like, yeah, like it's crazy what's going out there. Like uh, the whole tank is bigger than a kid. Yeah.
3: They've got the <laughs> backpack-fed ones now. I've got the look at this one. It fires pure ice crystals.
1: You
0: know, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Armor piercing, up to fifteen feet. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea of water gun and electronics in the same device don't sound like a great idea
1: to me. But welcome to America. Ah, there's Land not enough power in the in the battery to shock you. Oh you yeah, a, I guess a that's a good point. It's just Yet. a battery. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> new super soaker electrify they'll call it like the super jolt 8000 like give your friends a shot <laughs> like you taser. need to control the
2: population somehow yeah seriously. <laughs> mild current
3: just whittle Why? them down
2: young what about you dan i i mostly had water guns when i was a kid it's pretty hot when i was growing up so we were spraying each other and that's all we did it was really really boring in the farm <laughs> Growing up, so we didn't have much to, just watch uh, crappy movies and yeah, spray each other really. (laughs) At least you had pretend violence to keep you
0: going. Yes, Uh,
3: not (laughs) just
2: pretend. Oh (laughs) wow.
0: No, uh, speaking of water guns, one thing that just came to mind, I, I wish would have been around when we were kids because it was such a pain in the ass, are water balloons. Now they have these things oh, yeah. you can buy that you just yeah. hook to the hose
1: and it's it like fills up like 30 balloons, in like yeah.
0: 10 seconds. You just pop them off. You don't have to tie them. I mean, how many water balloons were broken Oh man! by the time you got them filled tried to tie them off? I mean, by the time— They were barely worth it.
1: Yeah. If you were able to even tie them yourself, I remember yeah. not being able to tie them and had to have the parents do it. Yeah, and they don't want to do it, so then you're screwed without water balloons.
0: (laughs) But you remember the water balloons that were, they looked like grenades? They actually had, like, the little squares
1: on them. Yeah.
0: Between those squares was
1: so freaking weak, like it took (laughs) nothing to pop those things. May as well have been filled with black powders. Get ready to wind up to throw it, and just the gravity from you pushing it forward, it blows up in your hand on you. Right. And
3: then if you don't fill them up enough, you've got the opposite problem where they don't burst <laughs> they on <bounce> impact. Off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and suddenly so they your hurt. sister's
1: got a black eye and the party's over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, what about you, Jack?
1: Uh, kinetic sand. Oh, I saw a yeah. commercial for it the other day that this kid was playing with his, like, construction vehicles out in the yard. And he's got this sand that's mold It's kind of like Floam, except it's not like slime and the foam pellets. Mm-hmm. But it's actually sand that's moldable and it looks like real rocks because they have like cinder block molds that you can cast out of it but it just mushes into nothing just into sand but we didn't mm. have nothing like that as a kid. We just had Sand, if your parents <laughs> yeah. would let you. And no then if you did have a sandbox, sand. it'd be full of cat turds because the cats that run around the neighborhood think it was a litter box. Yeah, there's no <laughs> getting around that. I'd... So then you have sand with makeshift Lincoln logs, I guess. <laughs> I wonder how kinetic sand would hold up in the elements. I don't,
3: I don't know. know. Well, they've got variations of it that's like hydrophobic. So you can build little towers out of it when it's submerged in water. And then you bring it above the surface and it just falls apart. It's hard to describe. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. It's hard to describe, but why would you want that? I mean, I I honestly don't see the appeal. <laughs> because like, science. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's it's like Shrinky Dinks. You remember Shrinky Dinks? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. here's something cool. Now you put it in the oven, you take it out, it's like one eighth the size. Oh, you lost it. I'm not yeah. sure what made it cooler by being smaller. It just
0: I don't know. I don't know. It went from being paper to a hard little piece of plastic you could yeah. use as a keychain or something. I oh, mean, it, this is it always fun. broke, but eh, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, passing it. fun, yeah, for sure. Um, let me see. Uh, how about drones? That's one thing yeah. that I wish I would have had when that I was.
2: That was a kid. one of mine. Yeah, that was one of my on my list too. Yeah, the, I was uh, struggling to go up with uh, any toys, so I was like, oh, I fucking love some drones. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, own a drone, Dan? Yeah, I don't know, like a um, uh, really bad one at the moment because it's been knocking into some trees and uh, neighbors' faces and the cats and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's what it's for. Just, I moved since, so.
0: Do you have a uh, camera on the drone or is it just purely for? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. it's pretty It's pretty fun. Uh, I having yeah. Man, I don't know why that wasn't achievable when I was a kid, though. I don't know why that wasn't a drone. Why is that such a new thing? Like, you know, yeah, the, it, it, these it, are things I've fired before. Yeah, the method of propulsion
3: time. isn't exactly new, you know.
1: But Pretty you sure know, we even had
0: helicopters like, as far back as the Korean War.
3: But
1: I remember yeah. when I was
0: <laughs> like a really young kid, like, this had to have been like, like 85, 86 being at school and someone uh, bringing in this helicopter r- remote control helicopter but this thing had like a gas engine on it and oh, it was wow. probably about as big as this table here huh. and it had crazy range on it so that is a good thing to bring up like why is this technology just now coming around maybe that is interesting it's to think
3: miniaturization about miniaturization and less expensive to manufacture these days
0: yeah but they had remote control cars and the things True. that are turning the wheels on those can't be that much more powerful than are turning the propellers you do you think,
1: think. I or think less the powerful, would have or... sucked up a lot quicker. Oh, because I mean, the car you only had it for a couple hours. <laughs> that's true. Like eight, eight C batteries <laughs> in the car, and it would last like
0: an hour. Yeah, there's no drone carrying eight C batteries. Yeah, the ratio of
3: charge <laughs> time to actual play time with old RC toys was right. not favorable.
1: The closest thing to RC helicopter I had when I was a kid was like this pistol grip with a plastic helicopter that sat on top of it, and then you'd pull the string. Oh, I remember those. And it would zip up in the sky, and, the like, the fuselage would sit there and spin on Control V, so it didn't look like it was real or anything. <laughs> then it would go over <laughs> the neighbor's fence, and then that was gone forever. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah,
0: yeah, so but, fickle these things are.
1: <laughs> I told you, Jack, I told you not to use it that way. The evil wild dog that lived next door that no one would go over there and eat <laughs> balls and stuff. Right.
0: I uh, I used to have this... <clears throat> it was a Dragonfly, a remote control Dragonfly. It was like clearance at Walmart. I saw it for like $2. I thought, why not? Yeah. Can't go wrong for $2. But this thing, I just would sit down, I'd get on the the control and try to fly it. Its wings would just start flapping, and it <laughs> doesn't work that way. Right. You, know? you have to throw it into a into the breeze and then activate it. Gotcha. Once I figured out how to get it going, this thing was incredible, because it had four wings that... Just like a dragonfly. And it yeah. would soar, man. It just would go. Like stuff I stuff
3: a little what do
0: they call that? It's a
3: when it flaps its wings instead of rotor wing, it's an ornithopter. Flight.
0: Oh flight
3: <laughs> Basic Aviation. I thought they called it ungravity. But no, it's a it's an ornithopter when the wings move.
2: When they're fixed, it's just a... Listen, right, we get it. We get it. You are learned, man. It's true. <laughs> you know words. That is the point I've
3: been trying to make for I like about 94 episodes yeah. now. We're back to you, Jake. Sorry. I saw this thing at the store the other day that I thought was just incredible. It was like, I don't know what setting this thing is right for, but it was like a two, two and a half foot tall skeleton of a T-Rex that was, like, crudely modified with, like, caveman-level technology. It had, like, sticks and pistons and vines and missile launchers coming out of its chest and a catapult on the top that launched pterodactyls. It was part of some, like, prehistoric, weird, retro-future
0: playset. Let me just say, right now, based on the description you've given me, I want one.
3: I know. It's, I sound like, <laughs> sounds uh-huh. awesome. Sweet. i never one, seen anything one. quite like it yeah and i just remember thinking to myself i would lust after this toy like nothing else in the world if i were younger instead i just stood in front of the display case way too long probably yeah. enough for like local parents in the area to be like can we get security in here or something
0: you know i've i've had that same hang up before because i there's no secret i love toys and i sure. every time i go to the store i look up the action figure aisle and i had that was a big hill for me to get over like I hope people don't think I'm, like, a pedophile, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, kids, come with me, you know? <laughs> Anything like that, but... Um... Do you want a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> I got more of these Ninja Turtles back <laughs> in my place. <laughs> the old the theme is in here. the basement. I got a turtle van in the parking lot. <laughs> this one's white, though. All right. Um, <clears throat> we are back to Dan. Uh, what else you got on your list there, Dan?
2: I just wrote... Smartphone, which is a really dumb thing. <laughs> but well, Because really. when I was a kid in the 90s, uh, like the big, biggest thing was having a cell phone, a mobile phone, mm-hmm. and it's just having those basic snake games on it. it was just, <laughs> oh. We were watching that for hours, and that was one line chasing one dot for an hour, for hours on end. And then if I would see a smartphone uh, with the eyes of uh, with my kid's eyes, I would just my mind would explode. Uh, just anything that's like new um, technology, new media would be uh, so magical, and I would just play around with it all all my life.
3: And like, there's no distance between you and entertainment anymore.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: It makes the world. I just a lot watch similar. movies. Yeah. I would just do the same thing as I do now, basically.
0: <laughs> you know, it's watch, uh, uh, funny you bring that up because uh, I remember when I was. Uh, Maybe like sixth grade, maybe junior high. Something that became really big before cell phones were even out was uh, pocket organizers. Like you could type your itinerary oh, yeah. into and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Like they had on Seinfeld, The Wizard. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember getting one of those, begging my parents for one. Uh, we got it at Service Merchandise, God rest it. Oh, so. I remember. <laughs> but. Um, I remember a lot of kids at school had them, and the only game on there was Hangman, and <laughs> it was still the coolest thing to play because it was like a little electronic yeah. computer in your pocket. The novelty
3: so. of it, you know.
0: Yeah. It would be crazy to think about where we'd be today had the smartphone concept been around when we were
2: kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of miss, miss those days, those simpler days when I was entertained by more simpler things. Now I'm like, I need so much more stuff for my brain to be entertained, uh, this, yeah, you know. Totally agree with you. You
3: never get as high as that very first time, you know.
1: You know. <laughs> I remember being a kid in school with the seeing the kid across me with the uh, the calculator watch, and that was the coolest. oh was the yeah, technology. oh
2: watch that out asshole kid. Yeah. he exactly. was an
1: asshole. Like, why is he get it, and I don't.
2: <laughs> Doesn't make sense because he had, because he had the cool dad. Yeah, right. Not you. <laughs> Stay out. This is the cool
3: guy zone.
0: Um, I remember my—I think it was my junior, senior year. One of my classmates, like, had well established what he was going to be doing after school before we were even out of school. Like his junior year, he had a full-time operation doing lawns, like landscaping and stuff. Yeah. Not only just around the neighborhood, but for big businesses, to the point where his parents. Both quit their jobs and worked for him. Good Lord. And uh, he had one of the first cell phones I ever saw. And I remember being in the English class and that cell phone ringing and him answering it to take an order. Because, <laughs> you know, the teachers let him do it because it was his right. business. And uh, how just the awe that swept over the room everyone's like oh my god a phone and there's no cord and oh my god this is incredible and <laughs> my leash so desensitized did like you, you find people. such technology <laughs> are you from the future <laughs> <laughs> all right um another one I have on my list here is uh, the Sphero BB-8 that I got after The Force Awakens came out. And that whole Sphero thing's been around before. I think they just sell, like, the ball that doesn't look like BB-8 that you can control with your phone. Somewhere in that, like, relaxation at the office kind of... I think that's how it was marketed when it first came out. Yeah, exactly. Just the concept of BB-8 when I first saw it was really cool like a new like how's that how's that work yeah, I remember them bringing
3: it out onto the stage and I'm like no it's sorcery <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, it um, had that old
2: Star Wars magic to it
0: <laughs> yeah it mm-hmm. really did and never did you think you'd have one of those to play with at home yeah. yet here we are and uh, that's just really cool not yeah. that I wish we would have had it when we were kids, but it's really cool just to even have it now. It seems like something that's still down the line. And
3: you see something like that. Like, the first time you see bb you think to yourself, like, oh, that must be a very complicated internal process. You know, whatever's going on under the hood has got to be pretty expensive. But no, apparently it's simple enough that they can just, you know, hawk it at every supermarket.
0: After I got it, though, I was like, I want to know how this fucking thing works. (laughs) I have to know how this works. So I got on YouTube and looked up videos where guys had bought two of them, and they just hacksawed (laughs) one open. And after you see how it works the mechanics are simple they are yeah, so
1: yeah. simple yeah it's just the super low center of gravity on it and that's it huh
0: yeah it really is and then the head of it's just a magnet that's held in place by a another magnet on the inside being held by that servo
1: well so i'll be damned yeah. it's crazy it's easy but anyway that's my offering jack the three foot tall like darth vader's they got at the toy stores <laughs> when i was a kid i would have loved to have one of those things Especially got that they have the little touch pad on their chest where you would say stuff. They had nothing like that when I was a kid. They had my buddies. My buddies.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're always afraid we're going to kill you in your sleep, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the talking things I had when I was young. Like I had a talking Alf doll. But I remember, like, after a few, you know, after a year or two, it was like,
2: Yeah, it becomes creepy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Thing that haunts Please your dreams, for sure. Silence me.
3: <laughs> rip the box so out. ones it make
2: the, the ones that make the music are the worst. Yeah. Because they just get out of tune and...
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like putting in an old cassette and
0: it just how it, like, yeah. well... When the gears like they'll spin real fast and then hit like a lull and spin fast and you get that chorus of lost souls effect. Yeah, yeah, you really do. It's creepy. Where are we at here? We're about twenty-three minutes. I'll do one more here. Just uh, virtual reality. Yeah, Ooh. in general, like the like the PlayStation VR. Closest thing that existed when I was younger was the Nintendo Virtual Boy.
3: Which I'm yeah. pretty sure it could give you an aneurysm if you used it for more than an hour. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, it was, that was false advertising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's weird because, like, whenever, like say, my parents or someone come by, someone from a, a different generation, and they see me, like, playing Grand Theft Auto or something, and I'm flying around, just looking at that makes them dizzy and they like, have to look away, like, <laughs> I don't know how you can watch that yeah. or do that. And, you know, if I were to come to it now, having never looked at it, I'd probably be the same way. But having grown up with it, I'm used to it, you know. Yeah,
3: it just doesn't make a difference anymore.
0: So when this PlayStation VR came out, and I tried it a few different times, man, I cannot roll with it. I love it, love the concept, but I get sick as hell (laughs) when I use it. I get the worst headache. It just ruins the rest of the day for me. So if that would have been around when I was younger, and I came up with it, I don't think I'd have that at all. You know, I'd be used to it. and Yeah, and I remember
3: trying it just recently. You were there, and it was fine. I was fine for a while, and I was loving it. And then, like, 35, 40 minutes afterward, it just, all at once, I was like, I need to go to the hospital. It just (laughs) went from (laughs) up here to way
0: down here. Like, the second I took it off, I was, like, grabbing a trash can. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, so. Yeah. It was weird after.
1: After first trying it out for a long period of time and then coming back to the real world, There's that real weird, uneasy feeling that you had for a little while that kind of stuck. But then it goes away.
0: It's like after you've been jumping on a trampoline for about an hour, and then you get on the hard ground and you're like, oh, no, put me back in. (laughs) This is too real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think that's going to do it for this. Um, One more toy I wish we had when we were kids t shirt. The t shirt toy of the Can There t shirt, that is.
3: Podcasting was just a distant dream when I was young. Uh. It was, it was a, a good segue. You like Thank that? You, you Very
0: like that? <laughs> didn't see it coming. <laughs> we no. keep them guessing. That's. That's. How we do.
2: that's I will give it to you. I didn't see that coming.
0: <laughs> society 6com dot com. Can we use that quote pod. on the
2: website? Just at the top of society. It's like, I'll give it to you. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty seventeen. With three dots after it. <laughs> it mean, says nothing about sarcastic. the product.
0: <laughs> and, it, and it would be accurate too. Yeah. It. It. <laughs> Cause what, can, be like,
3: oh, okay.
0: 'Cause what can be said about our merch page? Uh, Shower curtains and fucking t shirts. I mean
3: too great it's not exactly peanut butter
0: and jelly, but you know, maybe we can start
1: something. Make it work. Here. No T shirts, V neck t shirts, long sleeve t shirts, tank tops, micro oh, tanks. We got hoodies. so
3: many t shirts we don't know what to do with them all.
0: It's true. It's true. A t shirt For all seasons. <laughs> we got you covered. We got you covered. <laughs> Going back to school. Backpacks. We got yeah. backpacks, right? Do we really? Not yet, no. See? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, get my hopes What the up. fuck do I know? <laughs> Society6.com forward slash Pod. You want to know what we're selling? You go look for yourself, because I sure as hell don't have a clue.
3: Uh, use the hashtag Kandare Backpacks right now if you want candair Backpacks right now on Society6.
0: <laughs> oh, with that bullshit behind us, so let's <laughs> swing open the door to the comic Vault. Who would like to go first? Or I can go first. I never go first. How about I go first? Why don't you go first? Gives me time to, again, look up who wrote my comic, because it keeps slipping my mind. Very good. Very good. Well, with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, having just come out on Blu-ray, which, again, one of the best movies of the summer, in my opinion. Good stuff. And um, this month is also the 100th birthday of uh, Jack Kirby. And in celebrating Jack Kirby, Marvel has put out some of his number ones that he did. So I picked up number one of Groot. Nice. Now, this is not the Groot, the Groot we uh, know and love today. Let me assure you that. This is a big tree planet, or excuse me, a big tree monster from the planet X. Planet X. And, yeah, so this comic starts with a, uh, <laughs> this is, oh, man, I can't wait to explain this to you. A guy <laughs> and his wife driving home from a party. And in the woods, they see something fall, like a big something fall from the sky and very bright land in the woods. And he's like, well, maybe I should go see what that is. And she's like, no, go home. It's late. I'm tired. You know, so he just goes home. And over a few days, he decides I'm going back out there to check it out. So he goes out there after because what makes him go back out there? He keeps hearing reports of, uh, People's trees missing out of their yard. Their wooden fence is gone. <laughs> their wooden deck has been pulled from their house. Anything made of wood has just come up missing. So he goes out into the wood thinking, woods, thinking this is related, what he saw the other night. And when he gets out there, he sees this enormous, building-tall tree monster standing there. And anything that's made of wood surrounding trees, like I said, fences, decks, whatever, yep. whatever it may be, is just drawn to him, and he's, he is absorbing and getting bigger and bigger. And he has assured that he's assured the citizens that there is no escape. What he plans to do is that uh, he and his uh, people have chosen this town to uproot and take back to Planet X and examine just for scientific purpose. What a dick. Yeah. So what his plan is, is he commands the surrounding trees to surround the city so tight no one can leave. Then the trees root themselves under the city and also grow tall and make kind of like a handle to where they can just grab and pull the whole city out of the ground and fly it back to Planet X. This did not go in the direction I expected. No, me neither. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. But uh, so the scientist goes home and he's thinking, how am I going to beat this thing? Because bullets are not doing anything. Chainsaws, nothing. And he has a, a eureka moment. He makes this device, heads out to the woods, throws it at Groot, and he's debilitating. He falls over, withers away, and dies. And the townspeople are scratching their chins. What could have it been that he put in this bomb to defeat Groot? Termites. Oh. <laughs> termites.
3: Because we all know termites work
0: instantly. Instantly. <laughs> just like in cartoons. I mean, they, they just have to touch the wood sound. and the shit's <laughs> gone, man. But the most memorable thing from this book,
3: like there wouldn't have
0: been termites in the area somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that he would I, have been. Sorry, out in the woods. Yeah, I don't get it. But the thing that left that was left on me from this book is this guy's wife, because it starts with them driving home from a party. And her words are, honestly, that George Carter is a wonderful guy. He's so manly, so rugged. If only you were that way, Leslie. Leslie being the scientist in question. Uh, I was one of those. Yeah, and I thought, okay, well, why are you writing that in? Maybe it has to pertain to the story somewhere. So he's like, oh, something fell in the woods. Maybe we should go see it. No, Leslie, it's late, and I'm too much too tired. Get going home. Uh, so he goes home, yada, yada, and she starts complaining about stuff missing, trees missing out of the backyard, the fence gone. He goes, okay, well, I think I'm going to drive out to the woods, like I said he did, investigate, it might have something to do with it. She goes, okay, but how about you walk instead? It might harden you up, toughen you up a little bit. I mean, come on. What's, what's she what's, what's she got against? Sure, wish I was with that other guy
3: instead of the withered wimp I'm with now.
0: But she just keeps putting this guy down throughout the book just over and over. And it's not to that very last panel after the termite revelation that, oh, darling, forgive me. I've been such a fool. Really? <laughs> because he found some termites? Come and on. And then it was all okay. I just would have loved have one more bubble that said, really? <laughs> yeah. Sign these divorce papers. No, fuck you. <laughs> but anyway... Group number one. Oh, that's Jack weird. Original. Very, very weird yeah, indeed. Was so,
1: that that Tales to Astonish?
0: Uh, no, it does not say Tales to Astonish on it. Anyway. Uh, I'm looking at a group number one here that's got a weird looking monster. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover, like the new cover they made for the it. New the, cover. Old the cover and the old one's in there. And yes, it does say Tales to Astonish. So, yeah, very cool.
2: Uh, Dan, would you like to go next? Sure. Uh, by the way, just mentioning it, this is uh, now that uh, this is the day when uh, exactly Jack Kirby's 100th birthday. So uh, Today is? the twen- 28th of August, yeah. Wow, what are the odds? <laughs> I almost when talked we, about this last week. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad you pointed that this, out, I wouldn't know. Re- This really dates the the podcast, but we'll see. (laughs) You you can you can get out there. Oh no, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. Okay. What's done is done. (laughs) With my with my stammers and everything. Okay. I I knew that's what. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been really busy, and the last comic book I've read was Sandman Overture, the second time. Very nice. I don't know. Yeah, if you're familiar with Sandman, I mean, it's pretty. I've heard it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Um, I don't think describing the plot gives it any justice, it's a very emotional journey. If you're not familiar with Sandman, uh, the whole Sandman series is centered about the embodiment of Dream, uh, who is on the first issues of Sandman, he's uh, trapped in, uh, in the human world and there's consequences from that and the the mainstream uh, Sandman series starts. But 25 years later, Neil Gaiman wrote a follow-up called Sandman Overture which explains why humans could capture uh, Dream itself, Morpheus. And it just explains why he was battle ready, why he was um, uh, uh, exhausted. And all sorts, and I think it's more interesting than the whole main series. I have I have issues with the with the main series and with Neil Gaiman in general. I think uh, he can be really amazing, or he can be a bit up his own ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if any, if I don't judge anyone, Sandman is my favorite series. But I ju- don't judge anyone who doesn't read. Uh, further than The World's End because that's when it start, really starts like oh god you're so full of yourself <laughs> but sometimes he has really a sense of humour about himself and Overture is a really good comeback to The Sandman and I really really recommend it um, to anyone who liked The Sandman series or art in general G- uh, J-, J-, J. Williams III who is my favourite artist made like i it's my favorite comic book art in ever a fun fact uh we're gonna talk about the last arrival my comic i asked uh jh williams to uh, to do a variant cover for me but he's unfortunately occupied so oh man but i really want i really wanted him to do it <laughs> yeah but it looks like it's going to be a series so maybe a future one issue. of these days yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because man i wrote a heartfelt letter to him and he, he wrote back he was really nice and everything um but yeah so send them and stuff
0: uh <laughs> that's cool well no we've heard uh, of that book on the show before and everyone yeah. just speaks so highly of it so um
3: yeah, i i had never finished the main series it's something i'm still kind of chipping away at oh do you time. have it yeah i've, I've got some I don't have a lot. Uh, it's buried in a PDF file somewhere. Don't worry, I totally paid for it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I totally. It's it's an emotional journey, kind of a series, and at the end, it, it teeters away, like it stops being good. <laughs> and I hate to be I hate to be this harsh on it, but it does after the seventh book, which is fair enough. Uh, but Overture brings it back again, so I definitely recommend it.
0: Nice. I hate when that happens with series. I've had that happen before. Yeah. And you just get so into something and you love it so much, and to
2: have it disappoint you's just crushing.
3: Oh, come on, be good. Yeah. yeah.
2: To be honest, to be honest, there's uh, different side stories that make it make it worthwhile to read still. You know, like right. because of the Sandman. Sandman is one of those things when um, an artist was given a free range, and it worked out well one of those rare instances you know and so uh Neil Gaiman uh, does a lot of um experimenting and so some of them work some of them don't but it really if you're like a lover of that kind of stuff uh you should definitely read it I know they were wanting to make
1: a tv show of it but after hearing the premise from different people (laughs) I don't think they could do any
2: they could do it justice at all they they have to do with dreams They wanted to do a movie for the longest time with uh, What's-His-Face. Robin from Dark Knight Returns. What's-His-Face? Oh, wow. Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. Chris O'Donnell, Chris Oh, yeah. The guy who has no face. Yeah, (laughs) that one. Yeah, he. uh, and I just can't say it, especially in a movie, maybe like an HBO Showtime kind of miniseries. Maybe um but i would leave it as that because it's it's beautiful art for for seven books eight books with overture beautiful art beautiful writing and it's really it's really utilizing all the uh, the comic book aspect of it uh it's just wonderful it its with all its flaws
3: you heard it here folks Overture.
0: Well, how many good recommendations do we need to get on this before we actually Seriously. go look at it? One of these yeah, days, really. we're going to have to have an episode <laughs> dedicated to Sandman, and I feel like we owe it at this point. Well, there have been so many it, books we sit there and say that about, but this yeah, one just keeps... It's it keeps, Like that, it's time. And, like,
3: Atomic Robo seems to come up all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, who would like to go next? I wouldn't me, mind. Me, going, me, uh, me. Jack would like to go next. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> who can say no to that childlike enthusiasm? <laughs>
1: <laughs> go ahead, Jack. I've got the Edge of Venom verse number one. Ooh, I saw a cover for that on uh, Twitter. Is it good?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's about <laughs> what I expected. That Spider Verse is way better, but this starts out with what her name? What's her name, Laura? X23 Lorakini Yeah that's it. She's in a uh, research lab where she's in this little room and she's sitting there talking to herself that they did this five times to me already. First time they shot me, almost killed me. Second time they gassed me. It's not going to happen again. She breaks out of the this room after the door opens and all these guards are charging her and she starts tearing them up as she does and she ends up hiding getting away and hiding in a separate room. And in this room, there's a glass pane that says, do not enter uh, live, live, let's uh, say, live specimen. Just then the guards end up throwing some gas into that room and she slices the window open and it's a symbiote comes out. And then you see all the guards are like, oh, God, no.
3: <laughs>
1: then it cuts to two months later where she's ducking down in this old abandoned house. And these kids come walking in checking it out saying oh yeah this would be a good hangout for us and meanwhile the symbiote's sitting there talking to her he's saying you know they don't need to be here we should kill them and eat them and she's like no no we can't do that so she ends up coming around the corner and scaring them kind of golemish from Lord of the Rings they run out all scared and the the kids end up running into a bunch of thugs that they owe money and start roughing the kids up she X-23 jumps out and saves them. And they're like, oh, you're pretty cool. You should hang out with us. So they end up teaming up and hanging out together. Uh, X-23 helps them steal stuff from people all over the place. Like this one kid bashes her in the nose, so she gets a bloody nose, and she'll run up to the people. Oh, help me, help me. So the guy will help her. Meanwhile, the kids are sitting there looting everything in the truck. Mm. Then later on... uh, this guy that worked at the lab, I guess he was a head honcho. He happens upon one of the kids, grabs him is like, Hey, come here. I got to ask you some questions. And she's like, no, you know, leave me alone. And she turns around and all of a sudden she's got like the venom part of the symbiote face on her face, on the mouth. Like somehow all of a sudden, like little parts of the the symbiote start branching off onto the kids. One kid's got a big symbiote hand. One's got one on her face. The other one's got on the leg. So they're jumping around. Next thing you know, with this, A guy from the lab, a bunch of guards come, start, you know, closing in on all of them. Laura's like, I need it all back. So she gets it, starts tearing up people. She gets all the kids to run into this bank and they close themselves into a vault. And then all of a sudden, this big swirly image starts coming on her. And she's like, oh, no, they're taking me. And all of a sudden, poof, she disappears. And then all of a sudden, Laura's sitting there all venomed out. And she's saying, you know, you took me from him. Why did you do that? And she looks, the next panel is this Captain America symbiote. And he's like, we need to help. There's a war coming. And I just sent you guys in the chat there a link, a Venom Cap. All right, I can't wait to see this. Let's see here. It's not really that great. I wasn't sure who it was at first. I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, it is. Is What was the title of this book again? Edge of Venomverse. Maybe what I saw was the
0: superior... Spider-Man Venom, because oh, this does not sound the least bit familiar.
1: <laughs> and that mm-hmm. picture of her laying, like, crouched down on the ground, that's the best image in the whole book of what she looks like is Venom. Other than the cover, which is freaking awesome, but
2: hmm. it was done yeah. by
1: a separate artist.
2: Yeah, the but art is not, not looking very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you.
3: All right. The word serviceable comes to mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that came to my mind when you were describing the story, too. No.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a solid six out of
3: ten. <laughs>
0: All right, Jake, that leaves you. Yeah,
3: I was really excited about this comic. It's called Weavers, written by Simon Spurrier, illustrated by Dylan Burnett. Um, I bought the first chapter, And about halfway through, I bought the rest of the chapters. Oh, wow. Uh, The concept is it's kind of a supernatural horror slash crime thriller of a comic. You've got this mafia family called the Weavers, who have this ironclad grip on, like, the underworld scene in this city, which hasn't really been named yet. Because all of them possess this spider-like parasite Mm -hmm. that gives them some set of bizarre, unnatural powers. And the family itself, different members live and die and retire, but the parasites continue on to infest new hosts, and so the sort of, like, the memories and the powers carry on with them. So, uh, you're seeing it from the perspective of the newest member of the family, who's just some punk, kind of a nobody, who was in the middle of, uh, he was in a bar that got hit by a rival crime gang, uh, crime gang, crime family, whatever, um... And one of the Weaver's top hitters happened to be in the bar when they blew it up. The kids survived. The Weaver did not. And her parasite, just looking for the next living host, entered him. And she ended up being one of the family's, like, most important, hardest hitting. She was, like, the wet work expert. Hmm. The power she gained from this parasite. She could project from her hands this, like, roiling mass of tendrils and fangs and claws. And she was, like, their, their kill button. You know, if the shit hit the fan, she was the one who silenced the whole operation. And the first chapter is him coming to grips both with his powers and the power structure of the family. You know, the boss, when you're first introduced to him, he's stark naked in the middle of a meat locker. Where he's got his desk and his cabinets and all this stuff. And there's steam rising off of him. You're like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? I guess his ability is uh, he can manipulate your body's internal temperature at will. So he kills people by cooking them from the inside out with their own God fluids. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's it's seriously brutal. And you get introduced, to, you know, the cast of characters and their bizarre range of powers. And the art style is fantastic. It's this very Hellboy ass kind of Mignola. It's sharp and angular with lots of contrasting colors. It's it's gorgeous. I'm loving it. I can't wait to finish the series. It
0: sounds like you. Yeah.
3: Oh, it's, it very, like it's you. so <laughs> far up my alley. <laughs>
0: very Jake. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: Weavers. Check it out.
0: Very cool. Very successful comic vault. Agreed. All right. <clears throat> with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Dan and talk about The Last Arrival. Again, running on Kickstarter until September 20th. Thanks again for being
2: with us, Dan. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: And I appreciate you staying up so late. I had no idea that uh, you were in the UK until just today. I don't know why that didn't uh, occur to me. But, yeah, the uh,
2: time difference dawned on us. We were both like,
0: oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so
2: I'm a night an owl anyway, so it's good. not that big of a deal. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, Juan, I, I want to thank you for uh, sending us a copy of The Last Arrival. It was cool to look at in a just a awesome concept, which I'll go into uh, what I liked about it here in a little bit. But first,
2: if you could tell the listeners uh, about The Last Arrival. Um, the Last Arrival is about five alien characters who are escaping their planet because it's about to be destroyed, destroyed by an unknown force. Uh, and... It's the first issue is mostly about the characters and their interactions and then they eventually land on a, on a different planet that has an equal amount of mystery to it. Uh, and basically that's it. It's a, it's, a, it's a mystery, sci-fi, fantasy, journey, road, comic, <laughs> it's all, all right. that. Well, it's a lot of fun,
0: and it's, too, beautiful to look at. But um, what really stuck out to me, I mean, you, you've you seen stories before of, you know, humans who set out to find new worlds and stuff like that. But never do you see a story from that alien perspective setting out. And then, yeah. uh, does that make sense? It's almost like a
2: complete reverse spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> but, um, but not only that, to have your main characters as these aliens, you know, these foreign-looking creatures as your main characters. Um, I mean, not that it hasn't been done before, but... uh this is just—I don't know what how to say what I'm trying to say. It's like if you've Help got to
3: walk a very narrow line, you know, because you're presenting an alien—that's something unfamiliar. And Aliens right. are yeah. so often the the villain or the antagonist. You're, you're uneasy, you know. You're put off by them, or there's like one alien in a starship crew, you know. Sure, but you've got an entire cast of aliens, but their features and mannerisms are human enough that you can still make that connection with them. Yeah. That's true. They're, they're-
2: yeah, they're humanoid for a reason. I yeah. could have made them weird gas monsters, uh, and they show up how how weird things I can come up with. But it's it's about it's about the relationships and right. the the reason the reason that the alien has a, has a bit of a deeper level to it. Ooh, that's intriguing.
3: It makes sense to me that you, you'd want them to have that relatability. I mean, oh. you could make a six-issue comic about sentient clouds of gas synthesizing hydrogen together. No one's going to give a mm-hmm. shit. That's you know? <laughs> not relatable.
0: Yeah, but this, this is cool. I really like this. So how did this uh, come to be? How did you get the idea to do this? Oh, Jesus. Uh, do you have an hour? <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Uh, this is this has a really long history uh, I always wanted to make comics uh, since I was like 12 13 and this was one of the first um, ideas I've come up with and it combined two of my big interest which was comics and I'm not just talking about uh, making comics but like reading comics and this will make sense to no person who read this yet, <laughs> but you guys get it. Um, yeah. And history, and so I was intrigued by um, learning history through comics, and and then it, it, this is just a very basic idea. I was um, I was thinking about what if aliens come down to to like a planet Earth that has been destroyed. And all they found find these comics like the way we find um, hieroglyphs right. in uh, in Egypt. So what would they think of us uh, you Nothing know good. like n- not really to be honest um, and this was this is just a very basic idea uh, that I come up with and then it, it, it was building it has been building for 10 years now and it reached a level where I'm um, where I'm okay with a, a level of death, that I'm I'm very comfortable with, with the uh, yeah, characters very fleshed out and uh, and more of a theme of um, fantasy and the relationship between fantasy and reality. Uh, and this is all the five characters. They are all uh, they are all in aspect of that relationship. So we have a very um, a religious person or a person who's an artist or we have we have uh we have a character who has a zero relationship with fantasy and that is a relationship on itself which he refuses that this is the main theme fantasy and reality and i try to get as much get get some not answers but um uh, uh, approach it uh, philosophically, you know? Sure, sure. Um, uh, from all angles, from these, uh, from the views of these characters. This I love hearing on this show when
0: someone says I've been working on this story in my mind for, you know, like 10 yeah. plus years. Because you
3: can always tell. The genuine you passion can
0: tell. always shows. You can tell the passion behind the story. It's one thing for someone to say, I want to make a comic, I got to make a story quick, you know, they yeah. throw something together to make the comic, but it's, well, it's totally different when it's, I've got a story, I need to make it into a comic.
2: Right. It's This is the uh, biggest idea I've ever had, so this is my magnum opus, and I'll make it even if I, you know, a, a truck hits me, or the scripts are, <laughs> they are at this end, so... Uh, You're making it now, me. so...
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So your Kickstarter is running till September 20th. What kind of rewards are you offering backers? So I am offering, first of all, free shipping on all the rewards. It's all worked wow. in. Nice. Uh, there's t-shirt. Uh, there's two t-shirts you can uh, choose from. Speaking of Jack Kirby, we, we made one off of his style, oh, uh, which is the retro retro design. You can look at it on the, on the Kickstarter page. Uh, and then there's the design I call Nightmare Fuel, which is more <laughs> which is more aligned to the um, themes of the comic. So I guess it depends on your uh, subjectivity. And also, um, we, we, we're pretty focused on the comic. Uh, this is my first Kickstarter, and I got a bunch of... Um, Uh, suggestions that I should do commissions and that sort of things but even if I fail I want to make this about the comic and if I feel like I'm selling you know pens with the last arrival logo uh, I don't feel feel comfortable so there's not a lot of things it's mostly about the comic and uh, the whole experience so absolutely as it should be so mm-hmm. after,
0: uh, it looks like you already have at least the first issue, obviously, already uh, drawn, finished, ready to go yeah. to print. I even printed it.
2: Oh, holy cow. Oh, Are you serious? Okay. I, pr- I mean, I am printed it for myself for promotional purposes, um, about 50 copies. Um, yeah, yeah it's beautiful. I mean, it's just like in front of me. Um, it's, tell you what. I've never had colors come out like this before. <laughs> I mean, uh, colors are a big part of this series, and um, yeah, it's very vibrant. Uh, it came out like that, so it's not like it's. It, I don't know what happened. Um, it came out it, like almost exactly as the because it, that, that doesn't happen. I I, have, I made comics before, and that's weird. Um, we just made we just uh, uh, made the deal with the new uh, printer. And he he just printed the colors out like like almost perfect, you know, like as in as, in, as, in, as it's on screen.
0: Yeah, nice. we, uh, that is very rare to achieve. <laughs> sure. but it's gorgeous. It definitely is. So, uh, how soon do you anticipate after you know your Kickstarter finishes that uh, copies will be in people's hands, supporters? Well, I mean,
2: the, yeah, I mean the comic is finished, so it only uh, depends on the printer and us delivering it I have help and the printer is uh, very quick as I've tried him (laughs) I've tried him out Um, so I gave November but hopefully I'll try to do October and October um, you know everyone gets gets in the post by October hopefully but as uh, you know for uh, to leave me a bit bit of a buffer because this is my first Kickstarter and I'm not I'm not trying to um uh, reach the greatest heights here. Um, I gave November as the last uh, month that you will get this comic. That's awesome.
0: That's 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 great incentive for people. Yeah, back. Absolutely. I know it is uh, for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you uh, get out on the con circuit at all? Do you go to conventions? Um,
2: I'm really new to... Um, just publicizing my, my uh, comics I'm going to Comic Con Amsterdam uh, this September nice uh, uh, that's about it for now uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm really on the budget and uh, but I'm trying to spend more on and trying to get um, more in touch with the fans uh, because I haven't done I'm, I'm a writer and I haven't really done my PR job very well (laughs) and i realized that um i'm not i'm not good at it and i make horrible mistakes Um, but yeah and i learned from it Mm -hmm. a lot um but yeah i'm I'm, um we actually so we've been around since 2015 with the free fantasy comics and uh we've been making smaller comics Uh, By the way, if you want to check out the site, freefantasycomics.com, there's a lot of different stuff on there. There's kids' comics, from kids' comics to horror comics to psychological thriller, gut-wrenching stuff, uh, all sorts. Um, But what what I wanted to say is that I just shoved it out there so far, you know, like I just put out there and I haven't really worked on it Uh, getting it to people and this is my first uh, real attempt to getting it to people because I feel like The Last Arrival is such a huge project for me that I really want people to read it
0: and read it they should and uh, we're going to help make that happen, it's what we do, oh thank you exactly, we're going to put it on the website we'll also be tweeting uh, our hearts out about that kickstarter, I'll be sending out uh, ravens as well Oh, radios. that's a good thing to do, yeah. yes. Yes, uh, morning doves, maybe? Possibly. You know, you never know. Uh, and again, head to freefantasycomics.com to check out everything that uh, Daniel has going on there The Last Arrival and uh, other projects like Blender, Day of the Robots. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at Fantasy Comics. Is there anywhere
2: else people should be it's checking fantasy out? Fantasy with
3: two Fs, if I'm not mistaken F yeah, F-,
2: fantasy. F-, F Fantasy Comics. Yeah. Oh, thank you for pointing that out that's fine but if if you if you write in uh, free fantasy comics I think we're the first one to come up I've checked it from other sources so Twitter's usually pretty good
3: about getting you where you need to go if you're not
0: exact yeah Yeah, it is it is for sure so uh, awesome man best of luck to you and we're going to keep uh, like we said uh, promoting pushing the word and uh, if there's anything else we can do for you Daniel please don't hesitate to ask All right, man
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. And all I want, all all I want to say is, uh, the Kickstarter is everything that's on there is not a final. i have i been adding pledges uh, since I began, and I have more surprises to come. So keep looking.
0: Uh oh. All right, and yeah, if you shoot us those updates too, we can uh, we relay those as yeah,
3: well. Yeah, as yeah. As the situation sure. changes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Candair adapts to the situation. We're very adaptive. We are. We're like chameleons. That's why we take you
2: under our wing. We treat our baby birds with very, yeah. very great. It respect. more like it more like grows than changes. So <laughs> I'll just i just learn along the way, and right. then oh yeah, I should have done this like two weeks ago, and then I just shove it on there.
0: Right. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, uh, we'll do our best to promote it and. Uh... I don't know what to say. We'll do our best to promote it. We'll do our best to promote it. There we go.
1: (laughs) Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see our special guests. Listen to the show. Follow us on social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes. See the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos for our YouTube page. Click that merch button and get a clock or a pillow. (laughs) Maybe a backpack one day. Who knows? iPhone
2: case? Yeah. (laughs) I need a pillow. Well, you know Uh, we are in
0: luck, Daniel. (laughs) Holy shit. This is like fate meeting us today.
1: (laughs) Or if you have comments, complaints, or just give us a high five, send us an email on our contacts page.
3: And uh, we're still on Twitter at CannedAirPod and Instagram at canned underscore air. We're not leaving. We're going to hold on to those for a good long while, I think. That's a good point. So, you know, pop in, say hello, retweet all our stuff. You know know how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. YouTube page. YouTube page, lots of stuff happening there. Uh, Wizard World, promo code CANDAIR. Yeah. No space, no capitals.
0: Yeah, we just, uh, again, coming off the heels of Chicago Con this past weekend, and that David Tennant wasn't able to make it to. Uh, yeah. That had to have been a moment um, for we a got lot a of little, people. Uh, we got a
3: little Wizard World
0: David Tennant panel coverage. We do. The audio is absolutely horrendous, but give
1: it a go anyway. It's better than nothing. It's easier to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, would, I will second that. Watch it on YouTube, because uh, the audio is just... Just
1: watch it. <laughs> I, I have a hard time understanding him listening to the audio part. Well, you know, the it's episode.
0: there are so many people. We're so far
1: away because and of this so such many a
0: people. Thick accent and his thick accent in the echo of the microphone, mm-hmm. it was so
2: yeah. It's a quadruple threat. Of yeah. Factor <laughs> against us. Uh, I hate watching any kind of comic con footage because every time uh, someone says uh, someone on the stage <laughs> says something, it's just like Whoo! Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear anything. No dignity. I
0: think we learned to stick to the smaller panels from now on.
3: <laughs> smaller names.
0: But uh, for those people going to the next Wizard World convention in Nashville, September 8th through 10th, Madison in September 22nd through the 24th, and Oklahoma, October 27th through the 29th, at wizardworld.com at time of purchase. Can there, lowercase no space? Get that 10% off your tickets why wouldn't you do it so people? easy 10 percent off come on can't beat that he really can't he really can't so uh anything else gentlemen
3: no i think we covered it
0: i think that's yep. going to stay in it. school kids yeah. <laughs> spay and neuter your pets <laughs> yeah. all that happy horse shit uh until next time i am jeremy collie i'm jack Gordon. i'm jake
2: runyon and i'm daniel prim thank you for listening
1: This movie,
0: but wait, Timmy's blind! But what am I supposed to do?
3: Why not try a podcast? Spirit spirit all the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the Canned Air podcast.
1: Finally, a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation.
3: Now we know and knowing is
1: half the battle. GI Joe!
0: toys we wish we had um oh like uh toys or stuff
3: um yeah (laughs) caught in that weird fucking stupid thing where it's like oh we're doing sound check better whisper real close to the mic
1: coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis